This is Julian Morrow with you on Sunday Extra, and I was going to give you a personal film recommendation, but you don't have to take my word for it now because the documentary Bobby Wine, The People's President, this week won Best Feature at the International Documentary Association Awards, an occasion billed as the world's most prestigious event dedicated to the documentary genre. The film depicts the transformation of Ugandan Bobby Wine from music star into politician, member of parliament, presidential candidate and victim of severe political repression. It's a compelling portrait of someone who you can only hope might one day hold the formal title of president. The maker of Bobby Wine, the people's president, is Moses Boyo, and I'm very pleased to say that he joins us now on Sunday Extra. Welcome and congratulations, Moses. Thank you, Julian, and thank you, listeners, and thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Um, and, you know, it's just been really gratifying and such an honor to have received the award from the IDA. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Moses, you've declared Bobby Wine the people's president, but before you introduce us to him, I wonder if you could please describe the political situation in Uganda and the man that Bobby Wine would replace, President Museveni. So currently the political situation in Uganda is actually dire. Um, When we finished filming, the violence did not stop. The violence continues until today. In fact, uh, you know, Bobby Wine's supporters are still kidnapped and and tortured and there's people missing. Um, But, you know, um, the current Museveni regime has been in power for 37 years. Museveni, the dictator whom uh, Bobby would like to unseat, came into power in 1996 after a five-year-long guerrilla uprising uh, where over half a million people died. Over half a million Ugandans were lost in south-central Uganda. You know, so uh, lots of people died during that five-year-long war. And Museveni was speaking exactly like how Bobby speaks today. Museveni one time said, Africa's problems is not the people, it's not the policies, it's leaders who stay in power too long. And Museveni has become a shadow of himself today. The earlier Museveni regime was uh, very forward-looking until 2001 when he introduced an amendment to remove term limits and went on in 2017 to also remove an age limit, uh, as you can see in the film. So the regime is really now bent on power entrenchment and it's not for the people anymore. It's about um, extending uh, the stay in power as long as possible and, you know, regime survival from Museveni and his military regime. Uh, it has increasingly become really violent uh, to the Ugandans, opposition lawmakers and opposition supporters being kidnapped and locked up and, you know, extrajudicial killings, as you will see in the film. But I would like to highlight that, you know, our film is not just about Uganda. Yes, we use Uganda as a case study. And and look, Bobby Wine is the character that leads us to tell this story. But our film is also about the global rise of totalitarianism that is happening today and that we can all, we all see around us. Yes, and as you say, many of the tactics that you've described of President Museveni are familiar in more than one country, regrettably. Thank you. Let's move on, though, now to Bobby Wine. Moses, could you tell us a little bit about Bobby before he became a politician? Where does he come from and 
How big a figure was he culturally before the move to politics? Bobby Wine is a musician turned politician. In the past, he used to sing music, you know, like any other musician to have a good time and all. But he had a, a turning point at about uh, 12, 13 years ago where something very personal happened to him. And, you know, he, he felt like he could not only sing music, but he needed to say something with his music. So he changed his music and he became very, very political. What was it that happened to him? He was uh, at a club and, uh, you know, he had just bought a, a new Escalade at the time uh, around 2013. I think it was a 2012 model, one of the only ones in Uganda, you know, spinning wheels and he was flexing and, you know, feeling good in the club. And this military man, well, a son of a military general, walks up to him, uh, smacks him in the face. This is in front of, you know, uh, uh, girls and his supporters and as an artist, you know, he was having a good time and, you know, flexing and feeling good. So he felt quite embarrassed. But when he reported this case, he was told that this person that slapped him and told him that, look, this country has its owners. You cannot be flexing and showing off in the club like this country has its owners. This individual was a son of, of, a, of a prominent military general. So he realized that, look, you know, I might have attained all this success and made all this money and I'm comfortable. This country has its owners, was being reminded. And from then, he started singing about the common man, about the struggles of Ugandans. And uh, one of his songs at the time was titled Ghetto, which was a highlight of what the ghetto people were facing at the time, high costs of, you know, electricity and load shedding and, you know, no clean water, sanitation and all these issues and, you know, education. And, and he started yeah, having this strong messaging. And if you if you see the film, uh, and I'm sure you, you, you have, Julian, a lot of the film itself, yes, it's a heavy film, but, you know, we use Bobby's music to highlight these issues that he sings about. So that's what happened to Bobby. He increasingly you know, became this political musician and went on to run for presidency. He realized that not only with music can things change, he needed to be in the legislature. So he gets into parliament, wants to move bills. And then he also realizes while there, it's only a puppet show, you know, in his own words, he said the ghetto had come to parliament, you know, but then he realizes that parliament cannot do much. And during his tenure in parliament, that's when the age limit, uh, uh, the president must have any removed the age limit from the constitution. Anyways, uh, then he realized, okay, I need to run for the presidency to make sure that, you know, we get rid of this totalitarianism. And in five years, he runs for presidency. And well, he believes he won the election. And there's a lot of evidence that shows that he actually won the election, uh, including what we filmed and what we saw on the presidential campaign, you know, you could see the hope uh, that the people had in him. You could see on the faces of, you know, the people um, who were chasing after us countrywide, you know, like mammoth crowds of people. Um, the youth see a leader, uh, see the, themselves in him and, and, you know, yeah. It's certainly the case listening to his music, which is very engaging, that he's good at making the political message simple and clear yeah. for the ordinary listener. But... Speaking to you and in other contexts, it does seem that he has a deep and sophisticated commitment to the principles that he espouses. 
Now, that's not always to be assumed in someone who's become a music star. Where does that side of Bobby come from? Yeah. So, yeah, we, we've, uh, of course, we've asked, and multiple times I, I asked him, how do you carry on? And, you know, and he's also very forgiving. You know, Bobby pulled himself out of the ghetto, took himself to school, you know. Uh, he was raised by a single mother and went on, you know, to get himself out of poverty, accumulate wealth and do very well for himself. But then gave all that up and said, look, I want to fight for my people. It's because he has experienced that violence. He has experienced the poverty. He has lived amongst the people. He knows what it means to, to not have a meal. He knows what it means to you know, go to the hospital and there's no medication. He knows all these evils that the Ugandans face. So he noticed you know, with the voice that he had built over time and the trust that you know, people had in him, he would use that to, to unseat the dictatorship. On Sunday Extra, we are speaking with Moses Bwayo, maker of the documentary film Bobby Wine, The People's President. Moses, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your background because you were born and raised in Uganda. And how is it that you came to be the one who makes the Bobby Wine documentary film? Thanks, Julian. Thank you for this question. We could go on and on about this, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I was born in Uganda in a mountain village on the slopes of Mount Elgon, 5,000 feet above sea level. So my earlier life was very simple and I learned to really appreciate community. You know, we didn't have much, uh, no electricity, no, no TV. And I saw a TV for the first time, I think I was eight years old or something. And that's when we had moved from this village into the city, uh, you know, and I wanted to, to know how these moving images that I was seeing were made. So, you know, through my background of really observing life in the village and its communalness, we really thrived on telling stories. So I think that really impacted me as well. But then, you know, I was fortunate enough to study film and TV production after my undergrad as a journalist. So in film school, I saw Dark Days by Mark Singer, and that documentary stayed with me until today. The dedication that Mark had to, you know, give up uh, his comfort to tell this story about the homeless people in the subways, uh, abandoned subways in New York, that really stayed with me, and I wanted to make documentaries. So then I was able to work for BBC and Vice in Uganda, shot for them. But then, you know, over time, I really grew my skills as a DP and a director. And in 2017, I met Christopher Sharp, co-director and producer of the film, and he told me about the story. But at the time, I had seen Bobby, I was hearing Bobby, he had inspired me already. I loved his music. I was, you know, like a big follower of his. I felt, you know, this was a story worth telling. There was a revolution happening in front of me. I felt like it was a task that, uh, you know, we had to tell this story. But it was a task that comes, as it does for Bobby Wine supporters, with immense risk and personal cost. Could you tell us what happened to you while you were making the documentary and I suppose what impact your decision to be the teller of Bobby Wine's life story has had for you? Julian, um, you know, I, 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 you know, sometimes when, when you want to be a vehicle of change, you have to make sacrifices. And for me, this was a big sacrifice I was making working on this film. When Bobby decided to get into politics, he became enemy number one of the dictatorship back home. 
And we know, as Ugandans, we know how brutal Museveni has been and how his dictatorship runs. You know, the violence, in the beginning, the violence was happening to Bobby Wine's supporters and the politicians. But this film has been five years in the making. And in that space, you know, I, I was shot in the face at close range. I was arrested, locked up in jail. I was interrogated. You know, uh, we've had cameras confiscated. We've lost equipment while making the film. And, you know, by the time we finished the film, I and my wife had to flee the country for our safety. There had been two attempted kidnaps on my wife and, you know, we were not safe in Uganda anymore. So as we speak, I am actually in the U.S., in Los Angeles. I don't live in Uganda anymore. I cannot live in Uganda uh, because of the film. But again, these are the sacrifices that we make to create change. And if you want to be a vehicle of change, you have to be ready to make some kind of sacrifices. And this has been mine. That's extraordinarily brave and committed of you, Moses. And as we see in the film, uh, we see politicians being literally dragged away. Bobby himself gets beaten up. One of the members of his team is killed. The stakes could not be higher. Yeah. Moses, where's Bobby at today? Is he safe? And what is the status of his political movement? Wow, Bobby is in Uganda. He is able to travel back and forth because of this famous status that he has built around himself. It's a sad thing uh, because his supporters continuously continue to be, you know, arrested and kidnapped and and they disappear. You know, we don't know where some of them are. But um, the dictatorship knows that there is a way they deal with him with consciousness. Yes, he's not free because he's followed everywhere. You know, his phones are tapped. you know, his internet and, and phone connectivity is on and off all the time. You know, he's constantly put under house arrest, you know, from time to time. They will deploy battalions around his house. Uh, in October, we had, you know, just uh, been on a tour promoting the film. He went back to Uganda and he was, you know, pulled off of an airplane on the tarmac, you know, bundled into a van, driven to a military base, and then put under house arrest for a few days and then released. It's a very volatile situation uh, in Uganda. He's a very brave man. I don't know anyone as brave as him right now. You know, he's decided to continue the journey to oppose the dictatorship and to he now currently leads the largest opposition party in parliament, the National Unity Platform. Just finally, Moses, you mentioned at the beginning that when President Museveni came to power, he spoke in ways which are pretty similar to the way that Bobby does now. Yeah. Do you personally, having known and dealt with Bobby, do you have confidence that should his political campaign be successful, should he become the president of Uganda, that he as a leader would not fall in the same way that Museveni and so many others have? So firstly, um, Bobby continues uh, to advise his, his, you know, his supporters and his political movement to remain nonviolent. We know that violence begets violence. And the reason that Museveni and, and his group have stayed in power for so long, it's because they, they feel that Uganda owes them something because they, they fought for these five years and they, quote-unquote, liberated the country. So they feel like they can stay as long as they like. They feel we owe them a lot because of bringing this so-called peace that they did. 
you know, he came into power when there had been military coups and there had, there's, in Uganda until today, there has never been a peaceful transition of power. So Museveni, uh, you know, they continued to use uh, violence and, and Bobby, on the other hand, stands for non-violence. And, and I think this is key to the movement. Uh, secondly, um, Bob, I asked Bobby this um, we, uh, one time and I was like, look, Bobby, you know, you speak exactly like Museveni. What will change? He said, you know, Moses, five years, I want, to, uh, I want to come into power. And in the first hundred days, I want to return the power to the people. I want people to protect themselves from me, myself. If, when I get into power, I want to be accountable to institutions, you know, to the arms of government. Uh, I don't want to be a strong man. And I think that's very, very key. You know, the power has to return to the people. It's got to be the people to vote in or out, you know. It's got to be institutions rather than individuals. You know, I know and believe that, you know, he stands for democracy and for the people. Well, the only thing I think that could be greater for the country of Uganda than the first successful peaceful transition of power to Bobby Wine would be a second successful transition of power from Bobby Wine to another leader that would certainly set up your country in a way that it hasn't had the benefit of so far. Thank you, yes. Moses, it's been great speaking with you. The film Bobby Wine, The People's President, is extraordinarily compelling. It's out on National Geographic in Australia uh, and on the Disney streaming service now. And this week it won the Best Feature at the International Documentary Association Awards. So congratulations and thank you again for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. Thank you for having me, Julian. Thank you so much. And again, we really appreciate the world audiences and, you know, we would like for them to see the film and, you know, understand that, look, democracies need protecting. And that's what we're saying with our film. Democracies, we cannot just leave them as they are. We need to protect them because they're fragile systems. Thank you so much. And music is where Bobby Wine began. So we'll finish by hearing a little bit of Bobby's music as well. Well, if you feel like giving up, remember why you started. Mana wa mama. I can see your sweat and the tears in your eyes. Everything shows you want to give up. And I can feel your pain and your grief and your fears and all your frustrations. But you got to be strong. Never let your troubles knock you and keep you down. You got to rise up. Think about tomorrow and look beyond your fears. There are days when the sky's not blue and everything is a sign of doom. Trust in God and believe in Him. Trust in God and believe in Him. Everything is gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Someday everything will be alright. One day everything is gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Someday everything will be alright. Yes, that's Uganda's leading opposition politician and musician Bobby Wine singing Everything's Gonna Be Alright, which came out in July this year. With a music video that's introduced with the words, a message of hope to uplift you when you're going through ups and downs. And you can see Moses Bwayo's now award-winning documentary about Bobby Wine, Bobby Wine, the People's President, on Disney+. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.